The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com I'm Neil Zacharias and you're listening to Eat for the Planet. On this show, we try to answer the question, how can we eat in a way that nourishes us without starving the planet? The show features conversations with food industry leaders, health and sustainability experts, as well as entrepreneurs and creative minds who are redefining the future of food. Have you ever been on a road trip and wanted to stop and pick up food that was not only fast and convenient, but also healthy and delicious? You know, something that would qualify as a real satisfying meal, not a sad iceberg lettuce salad with a few shreds of carrot. This is exactly the problem that my guests, Matt and Sierra de Gruyter, the founders of Next Level Burger, set out to solve when they opened their first all-plant-based burger joint in the U.S. Next Level Burger has all the mainstays of a classic burger restaurant. Shakes, fries, every kind of burger you can imagine, and even hot dogs. And all the ingredients they use are non-GMO, dairy-free, meat-free, and frankly, amazingly delicious. Given the uniqueness of the concept and the immaculate execution, it's little wonder that Next Level Burger has received such an enthusiastic following. From their first restaurant in Bend, Oregon, Matt and Sierra have expanded to five locations across the West Coast and just opened their first East Coast location in Brooklyn, inside the new Whole Foods 365. I caught up with Matt and Sierra while they were in New York for their grand opening, and they were kind enough to share their time and insights with me. This is by far one of the most fun interviews I've had the pleasure of doing. Not only are Matt and Sierra incredibly charming, but their passion for bringing healthy, affordable, plant-based food to the world is so clear and inspiring. Keep listening to hear more about how Sierra convinced Matt to ditch his career in oil and gas to start a 100% plant-based restaurant. Find out how a former employee of a pioneering social media platform helped them expand their business and how they managed to snag a deal with Whole Foods to further the expansion of their chain. All that, plus a whole lot of talk about their jaw-on-the-floor delicious burgers, including one that is a double-decker sausage patty with bacon fries, sautéed onions, and barbecue sauce, aptly called the animal. The tagline of Next Level Burger is Burgers for a Better World. And after meeting Sierra and Matt and trying their signature burger, I'm pretty convinced that they are indeed making the planet a better place one bite at a time. Matt and Sierra, thank you for joining us on the Eat for the Planet podcast. Thank you so very much for having us here. Yeah, appreciate the invitation. 
Next Level Burger. So now this is an incredible story and uh, undoubtedly we're still in uh, the first act. So you opened your first restaurant in uh, Bend, Oregon in the summer of 2014. Correct. And here we are three and a half years later, you've had four more restaurants open in the West Coast um, and now you've landed in New York. Did indeed. I get the numbers right? Yes, indeed. We're okay. about to open our sixth location in uh, good old Brooklyn, New York. In New York City. And uh, I tried the your signature burger for the first time last night. And all I have to say is, I just have one word, wow. Uh, no, I really... That's one of my Thank favorite you. words. I really need that in my life. Um, wait, actually, I think America needs this in their I lives. So uh, um, we agree with you on that. <laughs> so before we talk about your New York invasion and and your you know what is next for you, let's rewind a bit and and get to the beginning. So what got you both interested in plant based food to begin with? Well, I think the story really starts with Sierra and her journey. So do you want to you want to take a crack at that? Sure, sure. Um, it all started back in 2006, I want to say. So it's been a little oh. while. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I decided to become vegetarian at the time, and it was a, it was a, it was a journey for sure. And it was something that I just kind of decided overnight, and uh, and went f headlong into, and have never looked back. But uh, at the time, Matt said, you know, I will support you, but please don't try to make me a vegetarian. No, I didn't say it like that. I said, but don't <laughs> try to guilt me into becoming a vegetarian because that ain't happening. Right. Ever. Right. So fast forward a few years and uh, I had gone completely vegan at that point. Oh. And Matt decided to kind of secretly stop eating meat at lunch time. At, at this time, he well, was... Well, right, big backstory. You just jump like that. I got <laughs> to okay. jump in All right, here. I'm summarizing. Yeah, yeah. So, There's a well, lot. It, 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 it's multifaceted, as, as most things are. Um, and it's, it's interesting because back in 2010, Sierra was really exploring health journey big time. Um, she ended up uh, finding out she had a sensitivity to gluten. It was really trying to maximize her health. So. And dairy. Yeah, and, and dairy. And dairy. So the, the story goes like this. She picks up this book by this author, <laughs> Alicia Silverstone, oh, called The Kind okay. Diet. Yeah. And of course, uh, I'm an ignorant, uh, you know, mid-20-something uh, guy. And I'm like making fun of Sierra for buying this book written by uh, Alicia Silverstone from Clueless. Alicia. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Alicia, if you're listening to this, I apologize. And she's wildly intelligent. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm so throw I that actually, out there. <laughs> I did. I did this dangerous thing. Uh -huh. I started reading the book, right? And uh, I was blown away by how well written it was and how supported it was. And of course, Sierra had bought some of the books, uh, like the China Study that, that were she mentioned, cited, right? In uh -huh. the bibliography, yes. Bibli bibliography, and uh, and some of Estelson's work. And yes. I did another dangerous thing. I kept reading books and. At the same time, unfortunately, um, my mom ended up uh, for the second time in her life and the final time being diagnosed with uh, breast cancer Yes. in 2010. And uh, she fought it off and my brother and I were in our, our teen years. And in 2010, it came back and she, she found out and two weeks later, she was gone. And so it was, uh, it was a, a wake-up call, to say the least. Um, and so all these things are really working in parallel. Sierra was exploring 
this avenue that for me seemed as foreign as living on Mars at that point. I mean, I understood the vegetarian bit um, at that point, uh, but you know, the v- idea of vegan seemed so foreign. Yes, he told me, "Don't get too extreme." Yeah, don't get too extreme. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yet, you know, I was I was ripped wide open. You know, mm-hmm. I just watched my mom pass yeah. away at fifty six. Uh, about a week later, my son had his third birthday. They had been so close, and it was just so crystal clear to me that I wanted to live as long and as healthily as I could. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so reading these books really cast the spotlight on the fact that some of the decisions, primarily what I ate, that I've been making and felt were so positive and so healthy. You know, for me at that point, seven or eight pounds of red meat a week, big <laughs> salad. I mean, a 16 to 24 ounce steak every night with a big salad, I felt was a cat's really? meow. Mm-hmm. And I, I was at a crossroads moment uh, mm-hmm. where I was either going to uh, embrace what I had read and uh, move in a new direction, or I was going to continue down that path that it sure seemed the science didn't support. So as Sierra mentioned, then I'll, I'll stop talking, shut up, and let you get back in there. Um, I didn't tell her because I didn't want to get her excited about this yes. prospect. And so at this point, Matt had said, you don't need to cook meat for me at home anymore, yeah, right? And because I was a stay-at-home <laughs> mom at this time raising our son. And so you know, I was responsible for most of the meals at that point in our life. And uh, I would kind of separate his meal and cook chicken or steak or something on the side. And it, it, the longer I was a vegetarian, the more it bothered me yeah. just to handle it, to have it in our fridge. You know, um, it really did bother me. And so he had said to me, you know, I'll just eat meat at lunch on my break, on my lunch break. And you don't need to have it in the house anymore. And I, I think uh, that was kind of the turning point for him. Eventually, he skipped it at lunch. Right. And realized I'm not starving, you know, and I really don't need this. And, um, well, and I just felt fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. I started my 30 days and within two weeks I was sold. I mean, literally yep. it sounds like a commercial, but <laughs> <laughs> try it for 30 days. Um, and, but two weeks into it, I felt so much better. I mean, lighter, yes. uh, Your my, workouts my, my workouts felt mm-hmm. like my energy was mm-hmm. better and I just felt like I was click clacking, you know, yeah. there wasn't, there wasn't that, that, that pause that sometimes hits you mid afternoon, you know, especially <laughs> after, you know, destroying a gigantic steak burrito, right. Yes. Going to the gym. <laughs> and, uh, so I told her about two weeks in, I said, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm going to do this. So at that point I went pescatarian. I was thrilled. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I was, was a... And were you always, uh, into cooking and uh, recipe development? <laughs> what kind of a... No. Okay, I'm no. guessing no. So I gotta, no, I, I laugh. No, no, no. Yeah, I gotta you gotta tell, tell it. it. You don't get to tell okay, that story. Right, you can tell it. Just make sure, <laughs> I just got to make sure the story gets told. No, um, actually, I I was the bookworm growing up, and it, and my mom and my sister were always in the kitchen. They loved to cook. They just loved it, and it was this joke, you know, into my teenage years. All the whole time I lived Early at home. 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Early twenties. We still had you know Thanksgivings together as a family. We still do, and uh, it was always keeps here out of the kitchen. She can set the table, you know, give her all these other things. Um, don't, don't let her be involved in Thanksgiving dinner because, you know, they tried a couple times and it always turned out really terrible, you know, just one side item or something. And, uh, the first apartment that Matt and I lived in together in college, um, of all the things I was trying to make him pork chops (laughs) 
and uh, kind of lit the kitchen on fire a little bit. Very kind of. Man. <laughs> and I will say that yeah. I did eat the pork chops after they started after grease they fire were on fire because you made them. Um, I'm so sorry. But all this to say, I was never meant to cook meat. Right? Mm-hmm. I just hadn't figured out the joy in vegetables yet, uh-huh. and now. I absolutely, like a farmer's market is the most exciting place on the planet for me. I love it. I get excited about plants like almost nothing else in my life. My kids, right? But I love plants. And so this was after you (laughs) decided... My husband. My husband. So so this is after you decided to change the way you eat, you were eating, you started, you were plant-based. And so you started getting interested in cooking after that. I got, well, I started getting interested in cooking a bit before when I found Mm -hmm. out I was pregnant with my son. So I wanted to be able to to provide home-cooked meals. And at that time, Matt and I basically just ate out all the time. I mean, we never had food at our house. Yeah, and my my mom made everything from scratch growing up. Like, I'm pretty sure none of my friends actually liked me. They just come over to our house because the food was so good. And there was always cake and cookies and pies. And uh, and Sierra saw that. Yeah, It was a place where my brother and I and our friends would just go because it was, you know, that spirit of hospitality, amazing food. My mom was like the... Just, yeah, you know, the best. Absolutely. And but at the same you time, to give that to our kids. Yes. And it came from something. my side of the family as well. Like I said, my mom and my sister love to cook. And so I grew up with a mom that always cooked for us as well. We didn't do a lot of the frozen meals and that sort of thing. So there was some McDonald's in there for sure. But um, I'm so judging you right now. <laughs> judge, judge, judge my mom, not me. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> we love you. Um, Anyway, I, I just wanted to be able to give that to my son. So but, I started getting interested in cooking and starting to learn a lot from Matt's mom. Um, but it really didn't fully evolve in, until it was just plants. And so did someone in your family have a background in the restaurant business? Uh... <laughs> no, no. I mean, no. I'm hilariously devoid. I mean, I, no. I, okay. I, uh, I mopped the floors at JJ's Burger Company at 15 because they're the only people that would hire me at 15. And both of us worked through school. Uh, I was a bartender. That's how we met. We met at a restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Well, we that's... Both, uh... we, we both worked at a, a restaurant in the Denver area. But but never crossed our minds that we would be professionally in the business. No. I mean, it was just... It was All right. So then, wait. So how on earth did this happen then? So how on earth did some, <laughs> the two of you seem like you didn't know what you were doing at all in a kitchen until later on you yeah. started to yes. figure it out? Um how did you take the leap from there to deciding you were going to open a restaurant? Yeah. So well, let's start to the beginning of, sure. of Next Level Burger. That back when you were thinking about, like, how did the idea to turn this way of eating into something that you could provide for others? Yes, absolutely. So I, I mean, I think the origin of the story uh, is there. There are basically two points that I would I would go back to. One was uh, the catalyst of my mom's passing. And, in 2010. Uh, in 2010. But we had, we had talked about needing something similar to Next Level Burger before that. So I had brought up to Matt, you know, we should really do something that could be fast and healthy that we could take our son to and eat. And, and then especially once he kind of went that direction as well. So um, I think it was back in 2010 where the first seed yeah, was I think discussed. It was after, though. And it was my mom passed away because that was what woke me up. I mean, it just... No two ways about it. Yeah. My my grandfather, her father, had had his first heart attack at 52. He had four heart attacks, four open heart surgeries. Um, six months after my mom passed away, her 48-year-old brother had his first and only heart attack. 
And at that point, I just felt up until that point, I felt that things like heart attack or cancer, you know, it was Russian roulette. Either mm-hmm. you got that round in the chamber or you didn't. But as soon as, as I was, as soon as I understood there's an element of, of control and influence, like we are responsible for what we put in our bodies, especially when we're blessed to live in places like the United States, mm-hmm. uh, where it's not an issue of having enough food, it's eating the right food for yeah. most. Unfortunately, there are those that still suffer from that in, in this country. And uh, so what, what, was, what was odd about it was that Sierra stepping into the rural stay-at-home mom um, for uh, the years that she was created this perfect environment for her not only to master um, plant-based cooking and baking, uh, but to also, you know, she's, she's, I don't think I would say master, but one of the, I, I you. Wouldn't, <laughs> one of the smartest people and one of the most focused people I've ever met. Wow. Thank and, you. you know, I saw that in college, she would, you know, I do well on an exam and, and the professor would have to figure out a way to give her better than a hundred percent because she literally rewritten the book into the, into the test. <laughs> and so she applied that focus mm-hmm. to getting very, very good. And now she's dangerously good. In this particular, um, you know, art of plant-based cooking, which is so new. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, 2010, she brings this idea up. You're going to bring us back to the origin of the question. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a place to go, we'll I think. There. He's, yeah. he's yeah. coming back. So 2010, I'm in, uh, you know, I'd started out in venture capital yeah. um, and, uh, and then tra- in Denver and then transitioned to private equity in Dallas. And in 2010, we lived in Dallas. And so, and this was in the oil and gas industry, right? So, yeah. so taking a very different as, turn. Yes, as I said, I'm making I am up a, for a past sins. I am That's atoning. Right. I am atoning. That's right. I'm, I am sorry to the world, but I am doing my best to atone. Uh, but Sierra brought it up for the first time, I think in 2010. And I said, are you crazy? Restaurants are the worst investment ever. He said, that's the only thing riskier than what yeah, I'm doing right exactly. now. There, did your family not talk you out of it? I mean, I was talking to an investor, Chris Kerr, a few episodes back, and he's invested in a number of plant-based um, companies, um, has been doing it for years. And, and I asked him, do you invest in restaurants? And his answer was, I only invest in restaurants through their menus because it's yes. so yes. risky. Yes, it's yes. Cr- it's only for crazy people. I mean, it really entrepreneurship's only for crazy people. Or those yeah, and, truly and, dedicated. And then there's a small yeah. portion of ultra crazy people that want to tackle so restaurants. No food service background. Definitely, you were a talented chef, or at least you put your mind to it and became right. really skilled and talented. Self taught. Um, no experience starting a business. I'm assuming. No, I mean, really, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I always <laughs> joked that I was practicing to becoming an entrepreneur all the way back in grade school and middle school and high school because I would see the vice principal almost daily, and uh, some of those skills just come in so well at that point. It was either going to be an attorney, which is the path I was going when we found out we we're going to have our son, and I ended up going into oh, business instead. Thank, yeah, thankfully you didn't do that. <laughs> I, I'm saying that because I did that. So a recovering. I'm a recovering attorney. Twelve-step uh, program. Um, and, uh, and that shifted because I was, I wanted to be a litigator. That's, I was, uh-huh. you know, going to go to university of Denver and, uh, it was, it was just a complete shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I'm happy of course that I made that even though yes. I work harder now than I have ever, um, and longer and it's, you know, more multifaceted, but, you know, to be so aligned with what we believe in both yes. as individuals, mm-hmm. as, as a married couple, as a family raising two kids. Um, is an unbelievable blessing. So to get back to your question, and I will get circuitous. Uh, I apologize for that. 
uh, Sierra whack me if I could go too long. Um, she brought it up. Sierra brought it up 2010, 2000, another, uh, another time in probably, you know, 2011, 2012, then 2013, again, for the last time, right before I was getting multiple the times. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I just kept bringing it. And up did there. you know you wanted to do like a burger concept or was it just, I um, mean, it, the concepts kind of varied mm-hmm. somewhat. Um, there were a few mixed in yeah. there, but I think ultimately it was always maybe not a burger joint, which no. it was what it became, but always kind of this idea of fast and healthy. Um, and I knew that burgers were incorporated because it's so approachable mm-hmm. by everyone, you know, even if it's made of vegetables, it's, it's approachable in this country yeah. to eat a burger. It's a familiar package. Let's exactly. Yes. Yeah. Maybe, you know, for some people, it's still odd that uh, you're, it's lacking meat in the middle. But, uh, you know, that's been changing in the last yeah. few years. Yes. And we, we'll talk a lot a more lot. about that. So you opened this. So you had this concept for this new restaurant. You finally decided to take the leap. And it, so 2013, you decide. And then yeah. in a year, you have a restaurant. Yes. Right. Yeah. Twenty Literally May okay. 2013, Sierra brings it up. I, for the first time, actually, actually think about what it would look like for us to do that. And we've been blessed that my career had become very lucrative in the years before that. And uh, I mean, I, I'd always known I wanted to own my own business. Mm-hmm. I've just, I've, I've built that way. I don't like rules. It's, you know, much to my parents' chagrin and God bless them. You know, it was something from uh, very early on that I, I always felt drawn toward kind of blazing my own trail. And that's something that Matt and I share, yeah. mm-hmm. which is, you know, sometimes in a partnership, you have somebody that's, uh, risk averse and someone who wants to take risks. And he and I are both aggressive. We, we, we are aggressive <laughs> in that regard. And I grew up, my dad was an entrepreneur my whole life. So it was definitely something we were both yeah, very yeah. interested in pursuing. So you may not have had any specific experience in, in this area of business, but you kind of had the DNA in some ways. Yeah, yes. yeah in some yeah. ways. Yeah, yeah in so. some ways. And you know, at the end of the day, it's like anything else in life. We now have two beautiful kids and we had no idea. I mean, I remember the first night uh, that we had our son and I couldn't get this gosh darn onesie on him. And I have no idea how I'm supposed to take this kid home with my wife the next day. Cause I'm like, I've got to push the button to get the nurse to yeah. come in to put a onesie on us. this kid. I don't think I'm qualified. Both of us. We push the button. Yeah. It's an embarrassing tidbit. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, and, and, and so we, we did research, but a lot of it was a combination of serious, a lot of, a lot of serious conversations between Sierra and I. Um, and reading, both of us are avid readers is one thing we've shared since we met. I think it's the only reason that Sierra agreed to go out with me. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, That's a great story too, but for another time. Yeah. And I mean, we went after it. I mean, that literally we went after it. We had a solid plan. It, you know, ended up being very different in reality. Like, you know, plans always yeah. are, um, as opposed to what really happens, but what we've what we built were the parameters around which the decisions would be made, and so you know this genesis of the idea started really in substance in a sort of substantive sense in uh, in May of 2013. Um, I went on that, that that business trip, but I don't think I'll ever forget. It was one of those times where in your life it feels like everything is just pointing in a particular direction. Mm-hmm. Came back, I said, Sierra, let's take a look at doing this. And less about two months later, um, I resigned my position. Uh, at my firm, uh, much to my uh, CEO's chagrin, and uh, that was July 31st. And the next day, we headed uh, up to Oregon to take a look at Ben. Literally the next yeah, day, yeah, we moved fast. <laughs> wow. And so, less than a year later, uh-huh. uh, we had we had sold our house, 
We, I mean, we put everything on the line for our next level burger. So you invested your own money. In, oh yeah, yes. in the first oh, restaurant. Yeah. So you yeah. didn't have investors in the yeah. beginning. We, uh, we had, a, I had a couple of fellows that I had known for years um, in private equity. They took minority positions, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a, uh, it was Sierra and I, and a couple of of my colleagues who I, yeah. one in particular, I, I worked with intimately for years, um, a couple of Michiganders. And uh, great fellas. Great guys. Yeah. And, you know. Um, Who didn't think it was crazy that no, they're going to do no, a plant-based. No. Uh, I mean, they, th they, th they thought it was crazy, but they saw the vision, right? Well, it, it was. <laughs> they it saw was, it. it. It's been amazing. So the vision wasn't just to open one restaurant. You always no, wanted never. to be a chain. Yeah. Okay. Always. So you had that from day one, even before you knew what you were doing. Yeah, I wouldn't, day I, one. I wouldn't have done it otherwise. <laughs> day I mean, my, one. my okay. goal became, I mean, there were there, there was so many reasons for it. And we talked a little bit about this last night, but. Um, you know, all the small moments like flying into Houston on my last trip with clients um, in my former position and getting in at 1130 at night mm -hmm. and literally all there was was a Taco Bell and McDonald's. And I just I, I won't eat, you know, at those sorts of establishments um, out of nothing but principle, uh, if nothing else, principle. And uh, and so I drive, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes to uh, a pretty rough part of Houston and I find this this 24-hour grocery store. I park. I get out. You know, vagrants in, in the front, armed uh, security guard. I mean, packing uh, inside. And, you know, as I'm walking through uh, the doors, uh, I'm saying to myself, there's just no way there's going to be anything here for me to eat. And I walk in, and the whole right side corner is full of organic and plant-based foods. And it hit me right then and there that people shouldn't just have the choice between Taco Bell and McDonald's. Mm -hmm. yep. They, everyone, regardless of, of where they live, how much money they have, how young or old, whatever, everyone should have the opportunity to choose better for themselves and you know, for those that have families, for their families. And I came back from that trip as confirmed in our direction as I think I could have been. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, while our official slogan started out as love your buns, which still makes people smile. Which makes was my, cheeky. Yeah, literally. No pun intended. And my son still loves, like to this day. He's now 10 and he thinks it's the funniest thing ever. Oh, kids You should make it. limited edition t-shirts. Yes, that. I yeah. love that. I love that. It actually says it on the we back need to get of my shirt right Oh, it does? Yeah, it does. All right, okay. Does. So you had the idea already. Indeed. Uh, you know, it, it for me, unofficially, it became feed the people. Uh -huh. And yeah. so when it came to whether or not we were going to tackle this thing that became Next Level Burger, it was... It was nothing less than the ridiculous goal of reinventing the American burger joint, yes. which is a ridiculous proposition and one that I still get so excited about every day because yeah. it's so big. I mean, you are the the post-World War II industrial age that brought us our, our burger joints that now are these billion-dollar companies like McDonald's. Um, you know, there's been some, 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 some steps along the, along the way of evolution, but we're talking about completely reinventing, you know, something as Americana as apple pie. I mean, mm -hmm. it's the American burger joint. And yeah. so while it's ambitious, uh, it's something that we signed up for. So, I mean, and so far it seems to be going great. So you started in 2014, here you are now. Um, how did that evolve? Like, let's take the next step. You opened that first restaurant. Mm -hmm. How quickly did you realize that this was working and that you were onto something? And then how did that evolve into whatever came next? Well, it was, it was funny when we opened. It was very surreal to open um, in Bend and to open our first restaurant. I told Matt it felt like we were playing restaurant. 
<laughs> you know, it, it was a surreal moment, but um, it, it evolved very quickly. So there hasn't been a whole lot of, of time in there just to, to reflect on the progression, you know, which is great. Yeah. It's, it's what we had always hoped for. Um, yeah, I mean, we opened up in Little Bend, Oregon that I convinced myself made all the sense in the world from a business perspective after I visited there and fell in love with it. Um, you know, it was a prime set, a small, you know, seasonal market, but prime set of demos, um, very active. It's the place where you can hike and bike and ski and snowboard in one day. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, great culture, all about living life to the fullest. And that's, uh, you know, at some point we got away from food, uh, from, from food being fuel and it turned into something that, you know, made us ready for a nap, not mm -hmm. tackling the world. And Ben just represents so much that grab your bike and hit the trails. Yeah. Um, you have attitude. 30 minutes, go outside. And so it's we, a cool place. we go, okay, here's this crazy idea, Next Level Burger. Um, proof of concept, do it in Bend. Uh, and let's see what, what people respond with. And people just freaked out. I mean, they came in wide-eyed and, can I get my picture with you? And, you know... <laughs> How exciting Again, is this? Yeah, and, and so uh, a so you couple, became a local celebrity. Well, yeah. it, 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 it seems ridiculous, but and, and God bless celebrities. I don't know how they do it. I mean, literally. Uh, Bend is still a small town yes. in many ways. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can't go to the grocery store. It's like, hey, next old burger. Um, which, which, thank you, everyone, uh, yes. because it's it's amazing. I mean, literally, unbelievably it, grateful. It's, it's unreal. But uh, a fellow named Alex Payne. Uh, who was one of the original architects of Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. yeah, I walked into our restaurant a couple months um, into opening in September. So we opened up in July and he walked into September. It's funny because it was the first day, literally I helped general contract GC, as they say, mm -hmm. in the business, our first restaurant. I wanted to make sure that I understood how to build a restaurant. And then we didn't just hire a manager off the bat. We managed it. We yep. wanted to know what it was like to manage a restaurant. And uh, it's hard work, by the way. Yes, it's very hard work. Shout out to all the managers out <laughs> yes. there doing it. Yes, you're much, working much hard. Love. Uh, but it was funny because I think that was the first Saturday I tried to take off because I was there just day in, day out, 14, 16, 18 hours a day. And uh, and something had happened at the restaurant. And so I came back. We were going to take the kids on a hike. And I was talking to a couple from Portland and a couple from um, Eugene. And we were planning to go to Eugene next where, the, mm -hmm. next, where the University of Oregon is located. And uh, and they were saying how well they thought it would do in both places. And I said, well, you know, Eugene is actually where we're planning on going next. But Portland is absolutely on our list. And uh, And the woman that is now Alex's wife, at that point girlfriend, later on fiance, and now of course I'm married, uh, she got my attention. And uh, I said, hey guys, you know, you have any questions? And we struck up this phenomenal conversation. And uh, I had just read Biz Stone's book, I think uh, Things Little Birdie Told Me. Yeah. And so it was all fresh in my mind. And it was just one of those, again, one of those times in life where you're like, wow, I just finished this book where on the Twitter. the stars align. And yeah. now I'm meeting way. one of the original architects of Twitter. This is so cool. And, uh, you know, a phenomenal conversation. It led to many more. And, uh, and we, you know, I, I said really frankly to Alex, I said, look, uh, well, you know, my background is in a business of deaths and faints and, you know, brutally competitive. And uh, we are looking to build this company right. Uh, it's ethos driven and mission minded. Mm -hmm. And and so we're only looking to partner with either companies or people that represent that. 
and so we aligned there and uh alex mm-hmm. joined us uh and we decided to tackle portland together and wow. we ended up uh building and opening our first portland location in october 2015 and alex and his wife are vegan as well oh yes so they uh-huh. were full on board with our mission and yeah. we are so it wasn't just oh i can't i can see the financial uh, or, no. um, opportunity here it was something they believed in obviously. correct yeah. absolutely because of course that twitter thing kind of worked out for, sure. for those folks <laughs> and you know it becomes uh it becomes a question of uh you know what do i want to do not mm-hmm. what do i need to do Right. And, uh, and we're, you, know, you know, we're very thankful and grateful and, and, and blessed that they became a part of, you know, our company and, and, uh, our friends at this point. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Wonderful. I mean, that's always interesting, right? When, when people spend most of their lives, uh, chasing money mm-hmm. and when you do make the money, then you're chasing meaning. Yes. yes. If you haven't found it already. Yes. yes. And then that's usually what ends up happening. You see everyone who's been successful in building businesses or selling their businesses with a big exit. The next thing they do is they're, they're seeking purpose everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that's a powerful thing. And then they're hopefully using their money to do good. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you, you, you got lucky, I say, in some ways to partner with the with the right individual who shared that. So, oh, no yeah, doubt. Absolutely. I mean, Providence smiled down upon us because, uh, you know, we had already had people, uh, from, you know, some companies reach out to us and, you know, we'd always, always assume PE or VC, we'd have to go that route. Not, not that there's anything wrong with PE mm-hmm. and VC. It just depends on who you're working with. But, you know, quite often there is a relatively singular or completely singular objective, which is great exit, right? right. Go in 10X exit. Um, and we weren't looking for that. We were looking for someone that was going to have a vision. Yes, for financial success, because you have to build a strong economic model uh, in the long term. That has to happen. But if that is, if you're myopically focused on that, you're going to do things like, you know, not serve 100 percent organic produce as we have from day one. Mm-hmm. It's yes. so much more expensive to serve organic lettuce and onions and garlic and, and so on and so forth. And fair trade organic quinoa. But, you know, damn it, that's what we should serve. Right. Right. I mean, nothing less than the best because these are our bodies we're putting this food into. And those, that's what we want to support. We want to support the soil and we Mm -hmm. want to support the farmers and the people that are actually bringing this food to the table for us. Mm -hmm. So I think that's. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a good segue because I think a lot of people tend to sometimes think of um, a plant-based version of a burger uh, to be, it's a crazy misconception. Partially sometimes could be true, but that plant-based would be more processed, Mm. more artificial, uh, with more additives than other Mm. problematic ingredients than eating a slab of meat that you have no idea where it came Mm -hmm. from. Yeah. how did you kind of address that when you were designing your menu? Because you want to have, I mean, look at your, I mean, we're going to put the menu up in our show notes. We'll give a link to it. People can see it so they know what we're talking about. It's as all-American burger joint as you can imagine, yeah. right? It, everything looks comfort food. Yes. And I tasted it last night. It tastes like comfort food. Mm-hmm. How was that an important thing for you to be able to balance that decadence and that comfort with um the right ingredients and, and at least provide options that would be, you know, it's a 
sometimes it's a dirty word, but quote unquote healthy. <laughs> so how, <laughs> yes. how did, how did that factor in designing the menu? Is that changed over the years? Um, yes, it has. Yeah. Mm. And, and so this was something very, that, that Matt and I again, partnered very well on, and we do this yin and yang thing a lot and it works out thankfully. Well, um, I had always wanted to do kind of handcrafted, you know, from scratch menu. And Matt brought up this, this idea that, Hey, sometimes we need to appeal to people that maybe some of those meat analogs are more familiar and that's going to help us have that broad appeal because the goal really, um, is to bring as many people into, uh, our restaurant, but ultimately to introduce them to the fact that they can eat plants in many different forms and it's nourishing and it's really delicious. Mm -hmm. And so we've, we've struck, I think at this point, a really great balance with our menu where the overwhelming majority of it is house made and it's from scratch. And, and the burger that you had last night, the signature burger, um, that patty is incredible. The ingredient list is so clean, um, but also decadent. Like you, yeah, like you said, it's so satisfying. Um, and that, by the way, that's our top selling burger. Yeah. It's, well, that's a good point. I mean, cause I was going to ask that is in what's, if you put up a menu with say eight made from scratch, quinoa, mushroom, healthy mm -hmm. ingredients, but everyone's buying that one burger yeah. <laughs> that you didn't really make from scratch, then you have a bit of a problem there. No, no. Uh, good to hear that, though. That signature yeah. burger is our best seller. We're so happy. And so sometimes it can be a gateway. Someone can come in to try, you know, the, I don't know, sausage the most, bacon. yeah, the sausage, sausage bacon, bacon <laughs> animal which style, which yeah. we'll explain. Yes. Uh, and then hopefully they come back and they say, let's try something different this time. And then right. next thing you know, they love Once they're eating a quinoa burger and they, they probably never tried quinoa before. Yeah. That's the whole idea. How do we get this, this kind of food, which today is something you can only consume if you live in uh, a city like New York or San Francisco or parts of uh, Oregon or yes. Seattle, yeah. um, Chicago, and the rest of the country is kind of ignored. And mm -hmm. of course you what I like is you started out at a place where you knew you had a high likelihood of uh, success. At least the odds were in your favor. Right. The kind of uh, people that live there are active, right. like healthy food. They would gravitate towards the idea of a plant-based burger joint. And then once you've proven that concept, you expand it to other cities. And now you're in New York and Brooklyn. Um, but you succeed there and then you bring it everywhere. And I think I love that idea because the... And you said this earlier, too. You can't lose sight of the goal, which is how is this going to replace a Taco Bell and a McDonald's right. in parts of the country where that's all that's there? Yeah. Right. You know, food, um, access to food is not necessarily a problem. It's access to the right yes, food. Exactly. You know, someone else said this, I think, on, a, on a, one of our previous podcasts. But we say we always say we have food deserts in this country. We actually have food swamps. Mm. It's a wasteland like out there. We yeah. have junk. There's a lot of food. You yeah. walk anywhere, you can get food. It's just most of it is ground, yeah. and yeah. that's what it is. So anyway, back to um, so that's your your menu, which you know I think is a, a crucial and important point. Is how do you reach everyone, but at the same time don't go too far away. Yeah. You end up in a place where uh, you're now. Uh, a slightly better McDonald's in the in the long run, yes. which you obviously don't want to be. You want to be much better than that. And you have to still be able to be approachable as well, so that mm -hmm. it's you have to try to 
to align yourself in the middle of that spectrum as, as well as possible. Um, and, and we've done that also with our fries are a great example. So we offer them baked or deep fried in organic sunflower oil. Boom. So, you, you know, you can, you can choose. Naughty or nice. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. I mean, it's still organic yeah, sunflower oil, so it's not that naughty. But, Sounds you know, mm-hmm. you can make that decision yourself, and we try yeah. to pass that on to the guests to choose. Yeah. And so burgers are the center of your menu. Can you talk a little bit more about your, your for someone who's never tried your food before or yeah. live uh, in a part of the country <clears throat> or the world, that there's no next level burger yet? Uh, <laughs> how would you describe your menu? Well, I would say burgers, <laughs> shakes, and fries. I mean, that's literally... I mean, our, our shakes are the stuff of legend at this point, which a direct nod to Sierra for that. Um, the only thing I have anything to do with on the menu is the the, the uh, animal burger, which is I call it the plant based tower of awesomeness. <laughs> what is that? Can you describe it? Yeah, that's. I know you have to see it to believe oh, it, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, no. And check out our Instagram at Next Level Burger, and you'll see so many pictures of it because it's. I mean, pe- it's a fan favorite. People just love it. Um, and you know, back in uh, just the first few months of 2014's opening, I said, you know, we need a burger. That when, when I would have walked in at 25, I would have said, that's the burger. Because I would have walked in, you know, skeptical. If this isn't have beef in it, mm-hmm. it's not a burger. I was that guy. And I'm sorry, everybody. But I was. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, where's, yeah, where's the protein? I was that guy, too. Yeah. So I totally relate. Yes. <laughs> Boom. Um, and, uh, and, and I said, it needs to be big and it needs to be bad. And so uh, our crew... Uh, and I came up with this this double stacked sausage patty burger for my sausage bacon uh, <laughs> burger, which was my 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 favorite. I mean, literally ate them every day, sometimes two or three a day, and uh, it double stacked them, double cheese, French fries in the burger, barbecue sauce, special sauce, and uh, sautéed onions, lettuce, and tomato. And I mean, it's it's kicked the door down good. I mean, literally the first time I had it, I wanted to kick the kitchen door open, but I needed to be look like I was somewhat responsible, so I didn't. Um, and uh, now and this is something I would never order. Horrified, oh, okay. horrified Ever. by. It. Yes, I was horrified so by. So the first time it showed up on our social media, I was horrified. horrified. Yes, that uh. is the right word. I'm like, what did you do? But you know, <laughs> I, I felt like, and this is a big part of what I wanted to make sure NLB did become, because I think we get. So focused on what we don't want to be, yeah, um, that we lose sight of uh, really paying attention to what we want to be. And I wanted a plant-based concept that was going to appeal to the max amount of people. It wasn't going to slant in the female direction or the male direction. It was going to attract the maximum amount of interest from all. And so we wanted to make sure, going back to your question about the menu, that my father-in-law, who's a cross between John Wayne and uh, Yosemite Sam, I mean, he's a cartoon <laughs> character. Uh, True story. You know, built a steel infrastructure business, salt of the earth, and loves our food, has been one of our biggest and best supporters from the beginning. Yep. Uh, he can come in and get a burger that he loves, like our all-American burger, which is our, our, uh, our, our cheeseburger yeah. with bacon, bacon cheeseburger. Bacon cheeseburger. Yeah. And, you know, he always adds spicy jalapenos to it. You know, I love my spicy jalapenos. And he can eat that. And, and, and literally the vegan yogi instructor, like two tables over, could order the same thing and have the same experience. Yeah. And, you know, that for me is as satisfying as anything else. Because that means mm-hmm. that we are yeah. touching people in the most intimate way possible by feeding them yeah. the very best. And that's... Uh, that's um... 
as you know that's as american as you can be at yeah. the end of the day you know i think unfortunately in this day and age everything uh gets politicized mm-hmm. you know you're yes. either you're either this or yeah. that you're either you, know, you sit in that corner you're in this corner you wear x clothes or you wear yeah. that you either have tattoos or you don't you believe in this religion or you don't believe in anything at all mm-hmm. and i think that started to happen to food as well. Yeah. Yes. And people where, you know, their food choices, and you know, there's nothing against that if people want to do it, but people where their food choices is almost like a label. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And um, at the end of the day, the beauty of food is, is it's, it's unifying. If you yes. make great tasting food um, and you put it in front of uh, people without um, adding any unnecessary labels to yeah. it, um, don't call it the Yogi Burger. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or the Cowboy Burger. Then maybe the Yogi will be afraid yeah. to try that. So, you know, that's, it's that simple. I know there's an element of branding in it, and mm. you have to be smart about that. But at the end of the day, food, food speaks for itself. Yeah. And, yes. uh, you know, the taste buds will decide what is good. And let people define it yeah. and make it whatever they want to make it. Let the, the frat boy come in <laughs> and yeah. have his... Uh, have his uh, gigantic animal burger and let um, and let let anyone else come and try whatever they want. Yeah. And so, do you also do like uh, you can customize the burgers? Oh and, yeah, right, absolutely. That's, you know, when people walk in, unless it's illegal or moral, whatever you want, <laughs> we will we will do it however you'd like. We can you know organic roasted garlic, jalapenos. You want to switch up the patties? You want to? We had somebody just in the last couple of weeks. They beasted our animal burger. So that's four patties, four <laughs> slices of cheese. God bless America. Hope that they, is amazing. I hope they were starving or something. Yeah. I, I, I no. mean, it was the slow clap moment in the movie, you know, oh, yeah. where there was that one guy that stands up and starts clapping and the whole room goes. But we, uh, I mean, we have people ask for hot dog links on salads. Yeah. And, I mean, absolutely. And we're super gluten-free, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. friendly menu as well. Um, at this point, everything on our menu can be made gluten-free except for the hot dogs. And we have a solution yeah, coming down the pipe for that. Exciting. So. Exciting. So, you know, uh, we keep talking about food. People are going to turn this off and just run out and grab <laughs> some food and, and not Which listen okay. to the rest of it. You can listen to this while you're on the go. <laughs> Um, or run to an NLB near you if there's one. But um, let's talk about the Whole Foods partnership because, you know, I know that's been a big springboard for you and it's taken you from um, one or two restaurants in Oregon to it's brought you here right now. So how did that come about? And um, tell me what that's about, really. Yeah, absolutely. So we we actually, the perfect segue, we uh, step off of uh, when we opened up in Portland, Cool Kid Portland, Southeast Portland, off Hawthorne Boulevard in October 2015. And we got rocked. I mean, it was insane. It was lines out the door for days and days and days. So much so that after seven days in business, I was playing, I was standing at the order counter taking people's orders and we were playing the what do we still have game? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Nope, don't have that. Fake again. And uh, so we had to shut down for a day, reload, and uh, and then open back up. And, you know, the energy just kept coming. People were so excited about what we were doing. They were coming up and, sh- and supporting us by the thousands. And lo and behold, there was an uh, executive chef for Whole Foods, a global executive chef for Whole Foods that lived in the neighborhood. He's now a good friend of mine. And uh, he just, he was such a huge fan of what we were doing so supportive and he's doing some amazing i'll leave his name out just in case he doesn't want out there for some reason but he's doing some amazing stuff now in the plant-based space and uh and this we didn't know about it but there was this 365 concept being born inside whole foods there was this friends program being born inside whole foods and this fella recommended to the regional president 
of the Pacific Northwest region, Next Level Burgery, said what they're doing is special mm-hmm. and it is just so lined up with what Whole Foods stands for and where I think Whole Foods wants to go. And uh, so a conversation started and uh, we were uh, invited uh, by Whole Foods to join them on uh, this 365 concept, the, the second one uh, that was going to be built, period, in South Portland, Lake Oswego. And it was, you know, I'd been an unpaid spokesman for Whole Foods for like 10 years before <laughs> our this. Whole family. Yeah. I mean, it's such a massive part of our personal and my personal and our, our family's health journey. I mean, I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many mornings in uh, Allen, Texas, how many Saturdays I'd grab my son because our daughter wasn't born yeah. yet. Shout and, out to the Allen, Texas yes, store. Yes, thank you. And <laughs> provided you know, us lots of food. I'd get my coffee a little pastry. My son would uh, get his little hot vegan hot chocolate and his little pastry. And I mean, those are like beautiful golden memories for me. Um, And in fact, one of the, my minority partners that started with this, you know, I remember taking him through the Whole Foods in Dallas, Texas. I'm like, look, man, this is how you need to eat. So, (laughs) you know, and it was my go-to stop in Richardson. I mean, it's funny how, I mean, I could tell you intimately about so many different Whole Foods that I have, yeah, that I have like these great memories with. When we would travel, we would route, you know, around, we still do that. (laughs) Then when we got here, I mean, there's not an NLB, we need a Whole Foods, you know, because with our family, like you said, the food Mm -hmm. swamp, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We are so particular and about they're a little we, oasis in the middle they of are yes. they are and they have been for a long time yeah. and and i'd seen john Mackey speak a few mm-hmm. times uh prior to and um and so when when we were invited to join them uh you know it was that moment where you another know, very surreal moment yeah, i mean <laughs> there's been a number of them i i just you know it was the great expectations moment you know <laughs> it's uh it's that moment where is that and sarah's gonna hate that i use this analogy but you know it's the girl i always wanted to date in high school you know and then I, and then I don't and then that. that's fine. and then and then it you get me. to date her and then you get to marry her and yes that's actually who i'm married and sitting next to me now and who's tolerated me for the last almost decade and a half um and uh and and and, and they have just blown us away yeah. i mean every echelon in the organization has been supportive and positive, encouraging, and excited about what yes. we're doing. You know, kind words all the way from John Mackey uh, to the you know the CEO and founder, mm-hmm. what he did to the grocery business. We want to do to the burger joint business, down to the you know the literally the folks that are are boots on the ground for Whole Foods. Everybody in between, and I could sit here for the next ten minutes and tell you all the awesome people that have that have, have and- you know in the last couple of years become part of uh, the next level burger story, and uh, and so you know the marriage being the other uh, the other example. I mean, few times in my life have I had such great expectations and had them exceeded so severely <laughs> in the best way Aww, possible. It's not even Valentine's Day yet. <laughs> You're close. <Just> starting. <laughs> <laughs> There. <laughs> oh, he's bringing on the charm today. He is. He's got it turned. Way Fourteen up. years strong. Turned way up. <laughs> so Whole Foods. I mean, it's changed things for you. For you guys, it's been amazing. Um, is that a sort of an exclusive partnership? Are you able to open? Not that maybe you want to do that now necessarily, but as you expand and you know you're going to have lines outside your new uh, restaurant. Hopefully, you're in Brooklyn uh, without a doubt. 
and you probably get more offers to open yeah. more locations. And I'm assuming it's all old and owned and operated now. You don't have franchise. Yes. Yeah, right? we. So. Thank you to everybody that sends us the daily requests for franchises because <laughs> yes. it is such an honor to have somebody say, hey, what you're doing is so exciting that I want to risk my money alongside you. Yeah. Um, but no, at this point, we thought long and hard about it because mm -hmm. I also want to scale quickly uh, because I, I mean, I wake up with the awareness of how much work is left to do every day. Yeah. I mean, there are people across this country that need Next Level Burger. It's the fella that's in his mid-50s who's, you know, doctors told him, look, mm -hmm. You need to change your diet. And, you know, a lot of places in this country, it's really difficult to make that shift, especially if you've been eating a particular way your whole life. Um, and I've seen those, those, those people walk into our doors and feel like they just dropped in Shangri-La because they're back <laughs> in a burger joint. They're enjoying themselves and they're doing exactly what their doctor recommended by going toward a plant-based diet. Yeah. Um, or a younger person that is super aware of the origin of food yeah, yeah. or is... concerned about sustainability yes. and uh, they walk in and they're like they can have a good dining yep. experience that's not salad exactly and, yes. uh, although and... we have a killer salad just yeah, nothing wrong with there. salad you know it has its place <laughs> i like the heck of a salad well i'll just eat a burger and a salad you put the burger in the salad with chili cheese. <laughs> you just got to get it all that's one of the tricks to go into next level burger just get a salad it's like this big and for everybody it's huge I'm, it's huge, it's huge. Uh, we're, in, we're in new york it's huge <laughs> And, uh, oh, and, uh, and, and, and a burger and a shake. Oh, I went there. And, uh, shamelessly. No, Let's please edit that. that out. The huge needs to be, <laughs> no, needs to be, it. it's pronounced. No, I'm done. Um, and, uh, and, and just go all in and feel fantastic at the end. Right. So, so you're, 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 you're expanding with the help of Pole Foods. Is that the goal at the moment? And, um, or are you thinking beyond that? Right yeah. Now? Well, I mean, uh, we're we're thinking i mean it's it's once again and i'll say it i'll be really really upfront about it it's ridiculous what our goal has been from the beginning mm -hmm. you know a thousand units in 10 years the caveat to that is that only if we can do it wisely because we want to grow yeah. a company that can last you know the 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 test of time decades you know what what is next level i mean three and a half years later after opening our first restaurant here we are today what is next level burger look like in 30 years and that's an exciting prospect for me. So we are excited about continuing to grow alongside Whole Foods. Also, still very much uh, working hard on our standalone locations because we feel that those um, are two slightly different versions of yeah. Next Level Burger um, that support one another in the best way possible. Got it. Yes. And you know, how does the? I have to ask this question because you know we have Amazon as the elephant yeah. in the room. So how's that <laughs> going to change uh, what you're doing at at Whole Foods, or do you know? And if it means that. I can have drones deliver me yes. burgers and fries, then yes. Yes. We are in top secret uh, talks with Amazon. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the burger drone drop. Um, uh, that was a total joke, just for the record. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, when we woke up uh, the day that the acquisition was announced, mm -hmm. uh, Sierra, you know, it's early morning. It wasn't even, I think, quite light outside. Very early and, in our time. And she said, Oh my gosh, Amazon's going to buy Whole Foods. And uh, and I grab my phone because it sleeps next to my bed, which it shouldn't. But it <laughs> shouldn't. Doesn't. Yes, it shouldn't. shouldn't. But it sleeps next to mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, know, I know. I know. It's, it's awful, but you know, it is what it is. Um, and I got this huge smile on my face because out in front of our door are the Amazon boxes that come weekly. Yeah. And so, literally, two of the companies that we use more than any other company is Amazon and Whole Foods. Mm -hmm. And now at that point, you know, it was looking like they were uh, going to join forces. And 
Um, and, and so while I can't speak to what, if any impact, Amazon uh, purchasing and ultimately, of course, it was cleared and greenlighted and went through uh, Whole Foods. Um, you know, I'm excited because I believe that visionaries like John Mackey and Jeff Bezos, uh, they have stuck so, so they have they have clung to the reasons they started their companies. Mm -hmm. And I think so often it's so easy, whether it be the dollars and cents of it or pride and control or, or, or ego, it will get what could have been great off track. And time and time again, you know, you can go back and you can read about Amazon or Whole Foods and, you know, critical junctures where had they not stuck to their vision, um, they would probably not be here today. And at least not in the position that they are. And mm -hmm. instead, of course, you know what? Uh, Amazon's almost a half a trillion dollar market cap, and uh, Whole Foods was acquired for billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, it, it's 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 so important that you have that vision. So, what I can say, what I can extrapolate from uh, what I've read and what I've seen thus far is that that vision continues at both companies mm -hmm. and that it's a vision that I'm excited by because I think that's the only way you change things big time. Yeah, as a me as a consumer as well of both those companies and a big fan of both the founders. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I couldn't have, so far I think there's been nothing but good steps. Mm -hmm. um, Agreed. And, and it's very, I'm very optimistic of what's going to come next, but it's, um, you know, John Mackey's a visionary and yeah. so, is, so is Bezos obviously, but and John Mackey probably doesn't know this, but if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have even started this podcast. So that's a long story. We'll leave that for another day. We have a whole lot of John Mackey's fans at this table. Yeah, yeah huh? definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but, and on a short aside, going back to the question about Whole Foods, I can't mm -hmm. tell you how many people I have met that, that Whole Foods has directly or indirectly uh, yeah. made. I mean, and yeah. in, in companies that are doing such good work in the world. It's true. You're right. And um, so... What does this um, entry into the East Coast mean to you, especially starting off in uh, New York City, uh, mm -hmm. center of the universe, sorry, yes, rest indeed. of the universe, <laughs> uh, and more specifically in Brooklyn, which is, you know, the most exciting borough yeah. of the city at the moment? Well, I, I would say that the month we opened, July 2014 in Bend, I started talking about New York City mm -hmm. and opening there. And... Um, here. Yeah, it, it, it would exactly Opening here. here. <laughs> We're here. And it, uh, and it, and it was, I mean, as you said, New York city is one of the meccas of the world, if not the Mecca, uh, and is the epicenter of so much that is moving us forward in so many ways. And Brooklyn is, and let's just say it, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, it is the cool kid place to be these days. <laughs> it just is. Um, and it is such an unbelievable place of diversity. Mm -hmm. And it is this, this unbelievable intersection of the history of this city and this country and the potential of the future. And so for us to show up in Brooklyn at this time in 2018 to to bring America's first 100% plant-based burger joint to Brooklyn. I mean that that you just you couldn't write a better story in my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't have chosen anywhere else. That's exciting. You know, I I think it's New York City unfortunately doesn't have something like this. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. Cuz we thought we had everything. Um and to start off in Brooklyn for us I think it's it's a great example like i was talking to you last night about this too but um 
you know, we need a next level burger in Harlem. We need it in mm-hmm. parts of Brooklyn that aren't, that don't have a fancy Whole Foods. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we need to bring this everywhere. And I think you start, you start this way. And I, I'm, I couldn't be more excited personally, obviously, because Thank I you. live in Brooklyn yes. now. Um, but um, <laughs> great. But I think, you know, the country needs it as I started off with uh, in the beginning. So what's next? Like, where does this go next? As I said, you're on your first act. It's very early on in your story. Most people have, you know, probably hearing about you for the first time. um, And I don't even know what Next Level Burger, didn't even know what Next Level Burger was before this episode. Where do you want to take this? You have this crazy vision, obviously, but um, how are you going to get there? What are your milestones? No, great question. And uh, as I said before, this commitment to going as quickly as we can, as wisely as we can, and to not go any faster than we can do so wisely. Uh, But we're in the midst of a national expansion, and we're excited to continue to announce new locations in new states, both through this year, and uh, we have a very busy and exciting uh, 18 and even more so 19 planned as we continue to ramp up. We really... We started literally, I mean, it sounds once again, uh, almost ludicrous, but we started planning for this all the way back in 2013. Uh, it was, how do we scale this? If the proof of concept seems to have legs, how do we scale this? Understanding that there's going to be all sorts of things we don't understand at that point. And so I've, I've, I've used the analogy of it's kind of like driving a, a, uh, a race car around the racetrack like a developmental race car that you're continually working on while driving 220 miles an hour. So you're like, let's change out a tire, you know, and, and you're in a position where, uh, you're trying all sorts of, of, I like the sound effects. You like that? You can edit that that out, please. (laughs) No, leave that. Edit out the huge thing. Huge. Um, I'm leaving it all. (laughs) Thank you. It's a huge race car. Um, and, uh, and so we, but, but what that's meant, and that's one of the things I love about Sierra is that she is a perfectionist and she is always looking at how we can continue to evolve. Mm -hmm. And then it's up to me to help figure out how to make that happen alongside her as we work together. Um, and so, uh, Matt's, Matt's the, uh, He's the action maker, right? So you can't just have you can't just have the planner and the thinker. You have to have somebody that'll actually implement it. Right. Move Very little forward. thinking going on <laughs> over here. He's the, he's, the, he's the mascot out there. He's, he's yes. getting customized yeah. in. Yes, yes. Which is good. He does. He's amazing at it. Well, I, I mean, I, I, like I said earlier, I believe so wholeheartedly in what we do. Uh, it started for me both with next level and my personal journey as health. And then it became awareness of climate change, you Mm -hmm. know, this existential threat to humanity that might be a big deal. (laughs) Um, And cleaning up our supply chain. Now, those I've asked myself if I could, you know, magically create another company or another career that could potentially drive more of a positive impact for my kids and the people that live all around me. I mean, I can't come up with anything that is that can drive more an impact than literally changing out the burger joint scene in America because of of the consequences that, of course, you uh, know so well, uh, the positive ramifications of making that shift. So, well, there are so many options, but none specifically that we would be involved in. But there are so many ways, you know, whatever your given talent is or whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you've learned to do, there's a way to make the world better through that. Oh, yeah. I just mean I can't uh, come up with a better way to drive that kind of impact. When I look at my 10-year-old son, big brown eyes, or my beautiful six-year-old 
uh, little girl with big blue eyes and, and, you know, uh, blonde curls and little button nose. Man, I look at them <laughs> and there is, there is such a responsibility in yes. our generation to choose better and to be proactive now. Yeah. And I truly think in a very short order, far sooner than people probably realize today, most people, we're going to be looking back going, okay, were we able to make the changes that we needed to make in time? And uh, it's not so much planet Earth. It's been here about four and a half billion years. It'll probably be here for a while. Uh, and maybe, you know, scientists say another four and a half billion years before it finally goes. Um, but we need to make sure we're taking care of this planet's ability to sustain us. Yeah. You're right. I mean, the plant's going to be fine. It's yeah. us yeah. that are in trouble. And I think this is the part, again, that gets lost in a lot of, um, you know, the, the media discussion, which is you don't have to uh, be a tree hugger yeah. and you don't have to be <laughs> yes. a crunchy hemp sandal wearing granola munching uh, leftist. Yeah. Although that can be fun, too. You yeah. can do that. <laughs> you can do that. Nothing against them. I love my um, granola munching leftist friends. But um, it's... Um, it's a logical argument, yeah. you know, how if you mm -hmm. care about your kids, if you care about the future of humanity, mm -hmm. we have to start working on solutions. And um, I think we obviously both agree, uh, three of us agree on this, is that food is the simplest solution. It is the most, uh, it's the thing we do multiple times a day. Yeah. And if you can just start to edge people in that direction and get them slowly to slide away from what they think is good food now because it's just abundant and mm -hmm. cheap if we can get them to shift into a direction where they can get all that pleasure that they get out of food and i think mm -hmm. it was you know back to john Mackey again he said food is one of those things that probably gives us the gives us the most pleasure in life mm -hmm. yes um for most people on a daily basis and if he could get them to choose something better that also can save our land our oceans yeah. our forests and save it so that it can sustain life on right. Earth, human life on Earth, as well as other life. Um, what better um, problem to tackle? Yeah. So, you know, you're definitely focused on the right thing and you're going about it in the right way because you have to meet people where they are and mm -hmm. uh, provide something that appeals to everyone. And starting in America, of course, what better way to do it yeah. than a burger and um, <laughs> a place that makes that and celebrates the diversity that exists even within the space of burgers yeah. right so yes. you can go in and eat a meaty burger that bleeds right. and you can also have your quinoa mushroom burger exactly. that tastes great in its own way and if you're some people you put those patties on the same <laughs> and, if you're, and if you're matt you do that exactly. right. so you know i'd i'd love to you know i can go on talking you guys are so entertaining this is uh yes, and, and you have so much to say but um i'd love to talk about what your um your vision is 30 years down the line for our food system if you are successful and others like you yeah. are successful when your kids are 40. And uh, this is attesting my math now, 36. <laughs> <laughs> uh, math skills aren't the best. But 40 and 36, your kids are going to be 40 and 36, 30 years down the line. Um, what kind of food system do you want for them? What kind of world do you want for them? Do you want to crack that one first? You want me to jump on in? I, she likes to think. I, uh, I, I usually jump right in. So why don't you want me to talk like and then you think. can... Yeah, you like to think before what you speak. What a statement. <laughs> and you I like to think in. before you speak. So would you like first crack at that or would you like me to? Why you think? Go ahead. So um, we've all been on that quintessential American road trip. And, you know, you're, you're driving and you're hungry. 
and you see that sign on the side of the highway. And, you know, when I picture the food system 30 years from now, my kids are 40 and 36, which is a trip to think of by itself. Um, there's that, there's that trusty sign, that next level burger sign that, you know, you can pull off whether you're by yourself with your loved ones and you can get an awesome bite to eat that you can feel fantastic about where the question isn't why would you eat plant-based? It's why wouldn't you? It's awesome tasting. It's healthy. makes you feel good. Not just for a few moments, but for the rest of the day. Um, and as I zoom up from that to the 30,000 foot perspective, now I see a world where uh, we are taking care of the planet that supports us, where we are letting food be that medicine and where Amen the unbelievable blessing of the information age, where we can spread knowledge faster than in any uh, place in history, exponentially faster, has been fully exploited in the best way to maximize uh, knowledge of what we should do. And I think if we focus on what we should do uh, more than we focus on what we shouldn't do, we're going to get where we need to go. Because going back to Next Level Burger and what we represent, because we're just one piece of a much larger uh, puzzle. It is, it is really an entire system that is built on uh, wisdom and logic and science and that will set us up as a civilization to continue to thrive and not to struggle. And so when I look out 30 years in the future, as opposed to a dystopian Big Brother 1984 <laughs> side of, kind of uh, perspective, I see one that is accelerated to a place where we are as a world moving as wisely through this planet as we can. And that, of course, involves so much in how we eat and how we provide uh, food for the people. Which, of course, comes back to the feed the people <laughs> unofficial motto that I wake up to every day. Uh, I'm so eloquent. Well, thank you. <laughs> no, I, I like, I, I very, very much am in agreement with your answer, and I like it a lot. Um, the Do only I get thing, a gold star? Gold star. Yes. The, the only thing I would add is I would like to see food become more local. I would love to see it um, become more community-driven, um, less global in that sense. Um, and it's always been a goal of mine as well, uh, since beginning the vegetarian journey, I would love to see less animals involved in our food process. Well, I just want to see no animals involved in our food process. I mean, <laughs> I, just, I mean, ideally, yes, slide it all ideally the way it would be zero, yeah. right? That, that would be the, the goal, yeah. but in 30 years, maybe. No, I, I, yeah, um, I mean, as you look but at... But practically, if we were talking more about local farms, so many of the atrocities would be gone anyway. So, you know, I think most people can agree that factory farming is something that we wouldn't like to see in 30 years, right? Yeah. So that's a big piece of the puzzle, too. And it's one that maybe we don't talk about frequently mm -hmm. at NLB, just because it can be so dichotomizing. But... Yeah. Um, but it's still a reality and it's still there and it's still absolutely a goal of ours to help ameliorate, ameliorate that as well. Yeah. I mean, you have a solution like the solution that you have, you can focus on just doing what you do and you are going to chip away at yeah, that problem. Absolutely. Um, right. You along with many others who are working at it in their own way. So yeah. exactly. 
you know, we are living in an exciting time where we still have a chance to yeah. change this. Yes. And uh, to be part of that is indeed something special. So, you know, I'm, I'm happy that we finally got to meet and uh, we got to do this today. Um, and hopefully you inspired many others to take this crazy journey to, <laughs> you know, dream big and kind of make it happen. And then, you know, it's not an easy journey. No. But... <laughs> This is true. But you know what you're working for and mm-hmm. um, and where you want to be years from now. And I think that's 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 all you need to wake up every morning and, and whip up some amazing burgers again. So Absolutely. Yep. Grow some more yep. green here. <laughs> I got that going on the daily too. Uh, Matt and Sierra, this has uh, been an absolute pleasure and an honor. I appreciate you both coming here today. And uh, I look forward to following your journey and uh, to getting Next Level Burger and taking it to the next level yes, where indeed. it is not only all around America, but hopefully globally. Well, and we, uh, we, you know, this has been such an honor. So thank you yes. for the invitation, as I said at the beginning. And I very much look forward to feeding you on the weekly. Um, <laughs> we'll get you a frequent shake card, a <laughs> special profile that you can use. That you're like, hey, man, I'm VIP here. I'll be there. Yes, <laughs> yes. You don't, you'll regret it. I'm telling dark, you. No, dark chocolate peanut butter cup with your name on it, my man. As often yeah. as you want. Yes. Thank no. you so much. This was a so much fun. Yes. And can I say one last thing? Sure. Because I never shut up. Um, just, you know, I want to say one last thing uh, to everybody out there. Thank you so much for every step that you take toward getting to that 30-year vision. Um, I think people have a tendency to become overwhelmed by the size and scale of what we're trying to do insofar as advancing forward. But I think it's important to keep perspective. Things are changing so fast. And they're changing in such a positive way. And uh, please keep doing what you're doing. Because every little step is a step toward a future that we all want to embrace. And that's all I've got. (laughs) Amen. Thank you. You've been listening to Eat for the Planet with Nil Zacharias. If you enjoyed this conversation and would like to show your support, please subscribe to the show and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about how Eat for the Planet can help your brand or organization develop the right strategy, implement scalable operations, and grow responsibly, visit EFTP.co. That's EFTP.co. Let's rise up to the challenge of transforming our food system. Thank you for listening. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you.